and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I'm Stella. We are recording live on Instagram at Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC. Um, and we are going to talk about um, conditional versus unconditional love um, and expectations and needs um, and certainly how it works as you continue to work through uh your own experience with codependency and really kind of working towards loving yourself better um, and all of those things. So um, I was sharing earlier on uh, on the Instagram live that I am settled more in New Mexico and uh, feeling a lot more uh, motivated to like move forward and, and get the book done so that I can start with um, codependency coaching uh, workshops and um, having more of an opportunity to educate people on codependency in that way, but having the book as a, kind of a guide to be able to do that. Um, as I've done the work, both personally and as I've done the writing, um, some of the things that kind of have come up have been uh, relapse prevention and how it's a practice. It's not a one and done, like once you know all the things, you're, you're completely finished. Um, I wrote the book in a way that the sections have questions, and so you can work through those things um, on your own. A long time ago, uh, when I first started my practice, as I started to recognize that codependency was such a significant issue in working with clients, um, I was working with my own supervisor, <clears throat> and she and I were talking about how there are so very few um, books related to codependency that are more encompassing and outside of the, um, the concept of addiction. And um, though that is, you know, one way that codependency shows up, there are a lot of other ways. And I think one of the, the concepts that as I've done the work and certainly as I've done the writing, the foundation of loving yourself is a significant piece so that you are not reliant on other people uh, for their validation, acceptance, and love, and so you're not having to do those extra things. Um, what I know to be true is that a lot of us who are codependent, and I do count myself as someone who is codependent and still working on it every day, um, this idea of unconditional love was a big uh, component in loving myself and certainly receiving love from my family of origin. Um, I have a better understanding of unconditional love now, that love itself is unconditional um, as it is applied to relationships and certainly uh, relationships with other people, both romantic, familial, um, parent-child, all of those things. There is a level of condition, not to the love, but to the relationship. And so relationships can be conditional. Uh, love is not. And so there's, there's that distinction, right? I think a lot of times people are in relationship and want to have unconditional love, but both receive it and to give it. Um, but somewhere along the line, like having expectations and conditions to being in relationship is very different. Um, and so I, I wanted to make that distinction between, you know, love being unconditional because there's lots of people in my life that I you know, love and have love for, but they don't, I'm not in relationship with them for a lot of reasons. Um, and some of that may feel conditional, but it has more to do with like my needs and my expectations for my life. Um, and so when we think about having uh, relational 
conditions, um, that is a little bit different. What I have kind of been thinking about lately is certainly, um, you know, my romantic partners um, and then the people that are in my life now versus, uh, you know, even when I left, so seven months ago. Um, we have a lot of expectations without really recognizing that we have expectations. And a lot of times when we're in relationship, um, it is, you know, not apparent right away what our expectations are. Sometimes those relationships are based on needs um, at the time, right? Uh, and so now as I've done a lot of the work and I'm in this place of like really practicing uh, loving myself better, what I recognize is that having needs is totally appropriate and necessary. Um, and it happens all the time, but growing up, you know, the way that I did where love was conditional or it felt that way, um, I put my needs on the back burner. I didn't have uh, or wouldn't express what my needs are, or I just met my needs myself. Um, and so I think a lot of times when people hear the, the term codependent, they immediately assume that they are dependent on other people, which is not true. What the dependency is, is we depend on other people to validate us. And so oftentimes we're doing a lot of extra things and we are not um, coming to them with our needs or even having expectations of those relationships. We are, you know, we want people to love us. So we are hyper independent. We take care of our own needs. We don't even express those to other people. And especially when it comes to expectations in relationship. Um, one of the things that I talk with clients a lot, especially clients who are parents, is that Having expectations is totally normal. Communicating those expectations is a little bit more challenging, but you know we do it with our kids, but we don't necessarily do it with our partners, spouses, or friends. Um, a lot of those expectations are unspoken and assumed. Um, and so that makes things really difficult because people aren't able to express their needs in a way. And so if we think about needs as conditions, so conditions to being in relationship with you, um, relationships can be conditional. Love is not necessarily conditional. Uh, but love with your kids shouldn't be conditional. Uh, but sometimes, you know, growing up, we certainly feel as though it was. And so I just wanted to kind of talk about how um, specific to, for, you know, for me and in my clinical work, how conditions are necessary for relationship. Um, but so what, what I learned growing up was that what it felt like was love was conditional. Like my parents would love me and accept me if I could do these, you know, these things. Right. And so I've talked about how my grades were important, uh, to my parents. Um, and it felt as though their love for me was based on my ability to perform and to have certain grades. It was also based on, you know, my ability to help in the family, um, to take care of my siblings, to uh, clean the house, to do all those things. And so the message that I received was love was conditional. Um, what I know to be true is that my parents loved me the best way that they can. Um, and certainly that was not their goal to make their love conditional, but that was the message that I got. Um, and so I think with my child, I had a lot of expectations um, on how I, you know, her behavior um, certainly her grades, uh, what she was going to do with her life, 
Um, and, and fortunately, you know, she, she and I have been able to kind of talk about those things. And I'm really grateful that um, our relationship now is based on communication and sometimes over communicating um, because I'm able to kind of undo some of those messages that I gave her when she was young uh, based on the messages that I received. So um, really recognizing that love is not conditional, but being in relationship comes with expectations and conditions. Um, and so, for example, one of the expectations that I had as she was growing up uh, was not to have this, you know, significant amount of burden to maintain the house. Um, but, you know, I did expect that she cleaned her room, she cleaned her bathroom, and she picked up dog poop because she wanted a dog. Um, and so those were the expectations. My love was not conditional based on her performing those things. Um, but certainly my frustration was, <laughs> um, and so really thinking about, um, how those are expectations in the relationship that we had. Um, and I started giving her responsibilities when she was very young, um, but not like a ton, right? Like I didn't have a bunch of kids. I just had the one, um, we did live in a house and we talked about, you know, how we live in a community and we all have, um, an expectation of contributing to said community, um, and so those are, those are ways that I communicated my expectations to her. Um, but I also recognize that I had a lot of expectations on her that were based on my own feeling about myself. And so one of the things that we are constantly working on is really recognizing that my love for her is based on like how I feel about her, not based on what she does. Um, and so I have a lot of acceptance for who she is. Um, and when we are in relationship with other people, um, we meet them kind of where they're at and we get real excited about, you know, who they are. And, and I'm talking friends and romantic relationships. We are really excited about who they are and how they show up in the world. And we're very accepting of who they are and how they show up in the world. Um, I think with friends, there's less of an expectation and certainly less conditions um, I will say that as an adult, I have said to people who are in my friend circle or who have been uh, that I have limited amount of time because I, you know, I was a mom, I uh, was a student, I was running a business, um, all of those things. And so my expectations were that the relationship was reciprocal. Now, what I did say is once I've come back, the people that are in my life are not necessarily the people that were in my life when I left. Um, left the country, you know, for, for my travels. Um, some of the people that have been in my life, um, for a significant amount of time. So I have like several friends who have been in my life since I was very young. Um, my cousin's one of them. She's been in my life since, you know, she was born. She's a little bit younger than me. Uh, one of my best friends has been in my life since, uh, a little bit after high school, but we knew each other in high school. Um, another friend, you know, has been in my life for a long period of time one of the ways that we have maintained friendship is that things change over time. And there are times when, you know, we were together and spent all this time together. Um, and then, you know, seasons changed. And so you know, some of them got married, some of them have kids, all those things. And so they didn't have the, the capacity to spend as much time with me. Uh, but we do make an effort consistently um, to meet once a month or to go to lunch, um, you know, whenever we're together, or have time. Um, and so we've lived in different places, but been able to maintain those friendships. 
um, some of the people that were in my life before uh, did not show up in the way that I expected them to, uh, which is fine. And, and some of that was communicated and some of it wasn't, and that's fine. Um, but they don't have the same access to me as they did uh, maybe before I left. Um, and part of that was an expectation of communication and support. Um, and everybody has their own lives. I'm not saying that, you know, they're bad people or any of that. Um, what I am saying is that not that my love for them is conditional because I still love them. I have lots of love in my heart. And if they showed up, that would be cool. Um, but access to me today is limited to people who are showing up in that consistent way. Um, and so really recognizing when we start relationships and specifically romantic relationships, but even friendships, it's okay to have an expectation of an investment of time or similar values or similar beliefs. I do have friends in my life that don't always believe the same things that I believe, um, but we are able to kind of communicate and meet in the middle and have conversations, even if we believe different things. And one of the things about relationships is if I come in with a level of acceptance for who you are, because there are a lot of other things that we have in common, then you know we can communicate through our differences. Um, in romantic relationships, it's a little bit different. And so um, I was talking to my girlfriend today earlier, uh, my friend who has been on this journey with me uh, for the past seven months, and then we've been friends um, for a long time. But anyway, uh, we're talking about having expectations going into romantic relationships and how before, when we were not at this place of kind of healing and growth and loving ourselves, we would be really accepting of a lot of maybe unsavory or uncharacteristic behavior. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk um, on social media about like red flags and all the things. Um, and I have said, and certainly it clinically and also personally that like I've never had med or never met a red flag I didn't think was like minorly attractive. Um, allergies is a thing that happens in New Mexico. It did not happen anywhere else that I was. Um, because different things grow here and my body just has that reaction to it. Um, anyway, my point in saying that is that it's okay to have a level of expectation when you are coming into a new relationship. A lot of our expectations are based on our needs at the time. Um, and so what I know to be true is in relationship for myself, I have had expectations of certain relationships um, based on the needs that I was having. Um, and so coming back to this place where I have grown up and spent most of my adult life and, you know, doing the work of looking at the different parts of myself and her needs and what was going on with her at the time, what I recognize is that my ability to look past a red flag uh, was based on whatever the need was in the moment. And again, having codependency, I didn't have a lot of awareness of my own needs. Um, today, like this me who loves myself, who has, uh, you know, a level of deserving and worth has different needs. And so even though, like I said, I have a lot of love for the people that have been in my life before now, including my ex-partners, um, I don't necessarily have to give them access. That is the part that's conditional, right? Um, uh, my last significant breakup, um, he kind of come, came to the awareness of like, oh, I, I really do appreciate who she is and how she showed up in the world. Um, and so he, you know, tried to, to get in touch with me several times. And um, 
at that point, I was at a place of like recognizing that the time that I spent in that relationship, though helpful and helped grow me, like I didn't want to continue to give him access to who I am. I still have a lot of love for who he is and, you know, a lot of, a lot of parts of him, uh, but I don't necessarily want to be in relationship with him anymore. Um, and so my love at the time in the three years that we were in relationship uh, was unconditional, but the expectations of what I wanted in a relationship and who I was and how I showed up, that was conditional. And, um, you know, the time that we spent together was awesome and I'm super grateful. Um, and I, like I said, I still have love for him, but the access to me and continuing to stay in relationship is conditional. Um, and so really making that distinction, um, uh, back to parenting for just a little bit. We want to love our kids. We want to grow our kids. We want to have them be productive members of society or whatever you have expectations for your kids to be. A lot of times people say, I just want my kids to be happy, which is great. I love that for you. <laughs> and I love that for them. Uh, they're going to have to make themselves happy. Um, when I was a younger parent, um, I wanted my daughter to be successful, whatever that looked like at the time. Um, but I also wanted her to be able to take care of herself and be a strong, independent woman. Um, so I gave her a lot of life skills in terms of like budgeting and, um, you know, work ethic and making sure that she could take care of herself without me. And part of that came from losing my dad at a very young age and then watching my mom struggle um, to, you know, manage a budget and uh, run a family and, and she ran a few businesses. And so um, I think that was my goal and motivation in having those expectations for my child, uh, who's now a grown up and almost 30. Um, but I did hold her to a different standard, which can feel like conditions. My love was not conditional, um, but I can imagine that the way that I gave her that information did feel conditional. Um, I love her regardless of whether or not she's successful. She just happens to be successful um, in a traditional kind of Western world capitalist society kind of way. Um, but I know now how to communicate that differently. And even access to me as her parent was based on how I felt about myself and how I, you know, communicated those things to her. I did prepare her to um, be a successful human because I modeled for her uh, a good work ethic. I held her to the expectation that if you're going to drive, you're going to pay for your insurance and your gas, and I'm not going to pay for you to ride around, you know, with your friends. Um, she's kind of a, a like millennial, like younger millennial. She's 30. She was born in 93. Um, and so I, I held her that expectation. I also gave her a lot of freedom in terms of, you know, if your grades are good and your chores are done, uh, you know, come and go as you please. With, with limits, right, conditions. Um, you cannot come home drunk after midnight. You cannot come home drunk ideally, uh, but I was also a realistic parent and I was like, look, if you're gonna get a drink with your friends, like the condition is that you call me or someone to get a safe ride home. That's a condition. That is not a, the way that I loved her. I didn't love her if she went out and partied with her friends. I loved her regardless, but I did have the condition that if you're going to be out and drinking, then I need you to find a safe way home. Um, and so that's kind of that way of setting up the expectation and really recognizing that I love you, 
um, and I want you to be safe. That's how my love works. Um, my love is unconditional. My expectation for you to make good choices is going to be conditional on these things, right? Uh, fortunately, I never had the experience that um, she got in trouble with drinking and driving or any of those things. But those things happen, and your love should not be based on those things. Um, when she went away to college, I did let her know, like, I'm not going to come and bail you out if you make poor choices, but I will always be there and I will always love you, um, but you're going to have to figure out how to do that in a different state, right? So really recognizing that those are the things. The fact that she uh, has a good work ethic was I made her pay for stuff. Um, and from a very young age, like she liked fancier shoes than I could afford. She wanted... Um, you know, different things. And so I was like, I'm not going to give you money just because you live in this house. Like we all contribute. If you want extra money, you do extra things. Um, and so she learned kind of that budgetary <laughs> concept. Um, a lot of times I think, and especially, you know, when we're thinking about like addiction or adult children, it's really hard to set boundaries because we want them to be safe. We want them to be um, in an environment where they can make mistakes and still be okay. Um, I talk a lot about littles because when we teach them how to walk, when we teach them, you know, how to cross the street safely, when we teach them how to uh, be aware of their own physical space and environment, it's our responsibility to make sure that they are making choices because they can express themselves and express their needs in a way that's helpful. Um, when they get older and they're out in the world, we teach them to be kind. We teach them to be respectful. We teach them, you know, manners and hopefully, uh, you know, please and thank you, uh, kindness, right? Um, our love is not conditional based on how they do those things out in the world, but we can get frustrated. Uh, and, you know, we can, we can say that, like, you know, you're grounded or, you know, the way that you behaved with your grandmother is not okay and we put them in time out or whatever. Um, our love is not conditional, but how they behave is how we teach them consequences for their behavior, right? I can say that I love you, but I don't always like you. I can say I love you, but I don't appreciate your behavior. Um, and as they grow up and as they continue to be productive members of society if that's what your goal is for your kids. Uh, we do have to set conditions and limits to that, right? You can live here in my house as long as you are going to school or working past 18. A lot of times um, kids will stay and what we know to be true, you know, statistically is that kids are staying home and staying living with their parents for much longer. Um, it's kind of ironic that I am living with my child. She is not living with me. Uh, this is her house and I don't pay rent. Uh, yet. <laughs> but really recognizing that if we can set up limits and conditions to the experience, but not to my love, that's important. That's going to be true with partners as well, is I do have limits to um, access to my body or my time or my car or my bank account. Um, that does not mean that I don't love you. That just means that I have expectations and limits boundaries when it comes to access to those things that does not mean that I don't love you if you are you know struggling or having a hard time I can have unconditional love for you I do not necessarily need to give you access to me unconditionally um, and so really recognizing that that's kind of the difference between 
um, a condition and expectation versus having unconditional love for someone. Expectations, like I said, change over time. And so, you know, getting to this level of loving myself is I'm not going to show up and just let anybody have access to my time and access to me because I love them. I can love somebody and not have them in my life. And, and that's evident by, you know, certain family members that I don't have a relationship with. Um, certainly people that have been in my life before now, I'm not going to accept certain behavior or situations um, just because I love you. I know that I can have conditions and expectations in my relationships. I can have conditions based on what you have access to in my life. Um, there's this concept of, you know, we're all one and we should love everyone. Um, and, I, and I love that for people who believe that. Um, it's interesting to me where that kind of, that message gets a little um, misguided or not necessarily as accessible or understood, right? Um, a lot of people will use Christianity and Jesus as this, you know, kind of idealized, you know, concept of unconditional love. And without getting too deep in the weeds about religion and all those things, unconditional love is not without expectation. And even though there's this idea of people having love for everyone, that does not mean that everybody can come in, in my house and use, you know, my washing machine um, or eat from my refrigerator or whatever. Um, what I know to be true for myself is I've worked really hard to have the things that I have. And so not everybody has access to it. Right. So that's another way of looking at the difference between unconditional love and conditions of access to who you are and what what you're about. Right. Um, putting all of this information out on the Internet freaks me out. And it's a level of vulnerability that I struggle with. Um, but, you know, I'm writing a book and I'm going to publish it and it's going people are going to have access to it. The condition is that they either pay for it or rent it from the library or somehow exchange something for it. Um, but I have put the information out on my podcast and out on Instagram and I put information out on TikTok um, and Facebook when I'm, I haven't done my Facebook stuff in a while. Uh, but, you know, the condition would be uh, you have to buy into it. You have to believe what I'm saying and then come back and check it out. You have to pay for the book or, you know, borrow it from the library and you pay for the library with your taxes. Um, so those are conditional things. That does not mean that the information isn't available. That does not mean that I don't have a significant amount of appreciation and love for the people who buy into the message, who choose to do the work and who support who I am as a human being both as a creator and author and, you know, coach and therapist and all those things. So that is a way to kind of tease out. You can have unconditional love, but you don't necessarily have to have, con you know, unconditional access just because someone has a title or a role. And so when we're talking about partners, we're talking about children, when we're talking about friends, when we're talking about people in your life, like you can be kind in an unconditional way. That does not mean that everybody gets to come home with you and chill on your couch. That does not mean that everybody has access to your time, your stuff, your, um, your thoughts, your energy. Like, 
you get to have conditions around those things and you get to have boundaries, which are conditions to access to who you are. A boundary is just a limit and recognizing this is where I end and this is where you start. And I get to be the gatekeeper of who has access to me. Specific to those kinds of relationships. When you have grown up thinking that your people who love you are, can only do that with what you do for them, that is codependency. I can only be accepted or validated or feel deserving if I do all these extra things for people. That's not true. You deserve love and acceptance and validation because of who you are. And if you're a piece of shit, like, or shitty person, or have behavior that is not, you know, conducive to having connection, then that's a you problem. You should maybe work on how you show up in the world. You should maybe recognize that when you are, you know, putting a lot of conditions on people and, um, you know, having expectations that are unrealistic, then that's going to be how people receive you, right? That being said, how you're received by other people is a them problem, not a you problem. If you are recognizing that a lot of your relationships are based in conflict or based in, um, you know, people setting harsh boundaries and having walls with you, that's an opportunity for you to look at your behavior, right? Your behavior is a you problem. Unconditional love People can have love for you and not give you access to your life, to their life. There are lots of people, and it's interesting, social media is like a weird place, but um, there are people on there that are like, my kids don't talk to me. Well, there could be reasons for that. And I don't know everybody's circumstance or situation. But if people are cutting you off and not having a relationship with you, that's an opportunity for you to look at how you show up in the world. What do your conditions look like? What do your expectations look like? What do their expectations look like? Relationships should be boundaried, should have limits, should have conditions. Love doesn't necessarily need conditions. I, like I said, I can love people and not have them in my life. And I do have lots of people that I have love for and respect and really like, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to give them access to me because my time is precious. My life and my experience is now something that I value. And so I will limit access to me based on those things. That is a condition, but I can have lots of love for you. Anyway, that is the podcast. I am finished up here. I'm going to do some writing. I'm going to finish up the podcast, um, recording it and publish it, and we will go from there. Um, thank you so much for everybody who's taken a look and um, answer the question. So I did ask the question on my Instagram, if you think unconditional love exists. And so we'll just kind of pull that out and see if that's a yes or a no. Um, but I will talk to you soon. I'll be back in a week, probably back on Friday, and we'll go from there. So have a good one. All right, we are ending the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, everybody who's watched it on Instagram. Thank you to everybody who's listened. If you have questions, if you want to have the conversation or go further with this, you can reach me at lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com, Luna underscore x2 underscore LLC on Instagram or lx2 coaching um, on Instagram as well. 
and Luna X2 LLC on Facebook. And I will talk to you soon. Take care.